You're listening to to the Show We Go Baseball podcast. I I was talking with a few of the guys uh, down in Worcester and and we were even chatting with some guys down in uh, high A and double A and they were kind of talking about like, oh, well, we don't have the ABS system yet because uh, it was just in AAA this past year and um, or the challenge system or anything like that. But uh, what, I want to know your thoughts on the uh, the ABS in AAA and like the challenge system, if that would even if what are your thoughts on if they would affect the MLB at all or if it's going to implement it? Yeah, I think it's coming. Yeah, I think it might be a couple of years, but I think it's coming. The one, you know, that I don't get is I know there's, there's two different ones, right? Um, just straight up. Yeah, the ABS thing, that's just a computer part, right? Then there's also the challenge thing. The challenge one, I don't get, you know, um, it just in the sense of how many, if you're allowed two, three, four, you know what I mean? Like as a hitter, uh, when, how do I find out that I have the okay to challenge that? You know what I mean? It's like, as we've seen, like coaches don't want to use the challenge in the first inning or the second inning, but it's up to the manager to decide whether he thinks it's that important to challenge it. So as a leadoff hitter, you know, I don't like a one-two pitch. I'm going to use one of my challenges, the first hitter of the game, because every single hitter in the big leagues thinks their at-bat is the most important at-bat of the game. You know what I mean? And I would want to use them for myself. You know, a pitcher would want to use them for a hitter. A hitter every hitter would want to use it, especially at the big league level. Like, these are your stats. These are your numbers. So it's like, how do I determine if I can use them? There are guys that would burn all two or three or four in one at-bat. Cause it's just their bats more important. You know what I mean? So I don't, I don't know how that would work. Like, you know, you get a sign like, Hey, if you get screwed here, you can use your challenge. Like I'll allow you that to happen. Like I, I don't get that part. Yeah. We, we spent a lot of time in uh, Chad Tracy's office post games uh, this season down in Worcester. And it, I, a lot of those questions came up and then they're just like, Hey, like why, you know, this, the other team left like two of their challenges on the bench yeah. and it was a close game in the ninth. And, you know, they, we were always trying to ask like, okay, Chad, like why, why did you guys not use one in the bottom of the eighth? And you guys had a chance to, you guys got to have a guy on second. Like, and it's like the guy has to make up his mind. He's like, well, I want to save that one for the ninth, but then the chance doesn't come. So yeah, it's tough. Um, But yeah, I, I was curious on it because I've, I've found out that majority of the players that I talk to down in AAA love the challenge system just because of they're like, okay, I know my strike zone. I know where I'm at. And it, it got adjusted over the last half of the season. Um, so they all like the challenge system. And I thought that baseball might be the only sport without a challenge system. So um, it kind of makes sense why they would implement it, but I'm, I'm kind of the same thing as you is, is why not just have it be ABS and uh, yeah. that way you're not leaving it for, but like you Anybody's said, some judging. of those guys know the strike zone, and there are some guys that maybe you would trust. You know what I mean? It'd be like, okay, I think he knows the strike zone well. There are other guys that pitch all the time that that's not a strike, and then you're like, dude, it was right. It was, it was a really good pitch. Like, you know what I mean? Like that. I would yeah. like, okay, I trust you to do your challenge because you don't really know the zone. I trust Casas because I think he does know the zone. You know what I mean? So I don't know. That'd be interesting, kind of how the manager relates to his players about who gives the okay and when they can do it. You know, speaking of uh, Cassis, it was uh, definitely an interesting season for him. Started off as cold as you could be, and then by the end of the season, you can make a case he was, if not the best, like a top three hitter on the team. Um, what What is the biggest difference 
for a hitter, major league pitching versus minor league pitching. What was Cassis? What did he have to figure out? I think early on he he tried to be too fine, and sometimes like depending on the certain counts, pitches maybe on the black are extremely hittable. You know, like like he would he would get to one zero and two zero and take a pitch just down borderline strike and they call it a strike on him and i'm like dude one oh you drive the shit out of that ball in the gap like i don't care if it's on the black down you know what i mean like you attack that ball you know two oh fastball borderline up if you, you know devers maybe no because he likes to chase that pitch but a guy like casas two oh if you're aggressive and you can get the head out you no know, it's borderline up you can still drive that ball like i felt like one oh two oh he was waiting for pitches right down the shitter like right down the middle of the plate and it was like, dude, there's not going to be too many of those. I'm not saying there won't be. You know, there will be. But stop trying to be too fine and look for a ball, say, inner half. And if you look for a ball inner half, you might be able to hit a ball an inch or two off the inside corner, you know, because you're looking for that. So for me, I think it was a, a lot of that early on, you know, maybe taking pitches that were borderline that were still very hittable. And I think later on he got more aggressive. And you started to see him expand a little bit and still be able to drive the ball which is what maybe he could have been doing in April, but it's a rookie. So, he, you know, he, he learns. We all, everybody, everybody kind of figures that part of it out. Oh man. How much did you miss that when you were doing, uh, when you were on talk radio for 15 years, how, how much, how much did you miss just like really being able to talk the analysis and everything? I, I, I did, man, because, you know, when I first started in 08, whatever it was, like there was still a lot of baseball talk. Like they brought me on because we, there was no, not enough baseball talk. Right. Oh, oh, four, oh, seven. Like there was a lot of socks talk lately. They run from it. And a lot of that's to do with the personnel that's on the radio. You know, I mean, a lot of it's to do with the Patriots and the influx of the Patriots and what's going on with the Celtics. So it's like, we got to find more football guys. We got to find more Celtics people. So you get away from baseball. And then the more you work with those types of people that don't walk, watch baseball or no baseball, they don't want to talk it. Right. So that's just kind of the way it went. So for me to be able to do, I remember, I remember when I used to do like 25, 30 games a year at the EI. Cause I was still doing the show. I wasn't around it at all. And I was like, God, if I was ever around it, like I'd be able to see so much more, like seeing these guys, every at bat, seeing these guys, every pitch, like knowing more about each and every one of these guys by the end of the season. I feel like you kind of do that when you watch these guys have as many at bats as, as you did or, or innings as you did. So um, I just love, I just love waking up and it was just nothing but baseball. <laughs> 